Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Hi, this is Jonathan Messenger, host of the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, which is coming back really soon. And so I thought I would just offer a quick sneak peek at the next season of Finn here at the beginning of Bebop Tales. Oh, hammy, 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 hammy. What are you doing? Oh, wait a sec, Bebop. Didn't we... I thought we said I could give a sneak peek of the next season of The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian at the beginning of this episode. Ooh, I would love to. I really would, but we are pressed for time. But you said... I know, and ooh, I wish we could. Well, you could. I have it prepared. Just let me read ooh, it. Ooh, that sounds so fun. How do you know it's fun? You haven't even let me start yet. I'm really sorry that you have to go now. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I'll tell you what. The preview is only like two minutes long. Let me just read it, and then you can edit it down if you need to. I can edit it in any way I like. Well, no, I just mean edit it so that it's shorter. Don't get any crazy ideas. Perfect. Now, without further ado, here is Jonathan with a sneak peek at what's coming on The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian Season 4. Okay. So I'm going to start at, hi, this is Jonathan Messenger, and then you're just going to cut it for time, right? Right. Go ahead. And you're not going to do anything weird. Jonathan, I'm losing my patience. Okay, here we go. Hi, this is Fluffy, but I don't understand math, people, or food. Bebop and Griffin are better than me. All that and so much more on Season 4 of the Finn Adventures of Alien Caspian. Great, Jonathan. That was perfect. I don't think I'll have to cut much at all. Awesome. Thanks so much, Bebop. You're welcome, old buddy. And now on to the finale of Bebop Tales Season 3. If you remember what happened in the last episode, we were outside the Messingham stronghold. And I had just locked Messingham in. What could that mean? What was I doing? Find out in this week's episode of Bebop Tales. Too much of a good thing. Oh, and let me just get my Jonathan on. All right, here we go. The thing turned into a lock and affixed itself to the door. He's coming out, said Bebop. The alchemist looked at Bebop as if he were crazy. So the strategy here is to lock the evil warlock inside his own home with all of your friends 
while we stand out here like statues? Interesting idea. And by interesting, I mean terrible. Or at the very least, boring. I thought you were the one who had this urgent need to get here as soon as possible and rescue everyone. But now we're just going to sit here and wait and do- No offense, alchemist, said Bebop. But if you could talk a little less, like, all the way down to zero, I'd really appreciate it. You're the first thing I've seen in years that could talk, and didn't also spit at me. And now I'm supposed to just be quiet- said Bebop. Go hide behind that bush over there. Oh, that's rude. Just do it, said Bebop. Trust me. And the alchemist slinked away to hide behind a large bush about ten feet from the door. Bebop pounded on the door. He pressed himself against the side of the castle, next to the door, and waited. He held up a finger to keep the alchemist from saying anything, and he listened. Nothing. He knocked again. He could hear Messingham approaching the door inside. Okay, okay, I'm coming, I'm coming. Yeesh. When everyone thought I lived inside a volcano, they never came and knocked on the door. But build yourself a stronghold, and suddenly everybody thinks they're your neighbor. Who's out there anyway? Bebop did not say a word, and tried to quiet his nerves as he heard Messingham breathing on the other side of the door. Hello? Bebop said nothing. A little round metal circle on the door creaked open. A peephole Bebop hadn't noticed before. Ooh, my Sour Patch Kids! Messingham sounded like he was bouncing up and down behind the door. The peephole closed. The door rattled. It rattled again. What the... Open up, you chucklehead door. Why won't you... It's locked, said Bebop. The peephole opened again. And Bebop pressed a finger to it so Messingham couldn't see out. Who's there? Who's locked this door? If you don't open it all... Bebop took his finger off the peephole. Boo. Oh, tiny robot, huh? said Messingham. What have you done? Enchanted this door? As if you could ever place a spell that I couldn't break in ten seconds. Bebop heard the warlock conjuring something behind the door. Messingham, Messingham, by the power of Messingham. It's not magic, said Bebop. It's a thing. It's a lock. And you will never be able to unlock it from inside. But I will take it away if you agree to send out my friends. Never, cried the warlock. Okay, you asked for it. Bebop walked over and opened the box. He took out a handful of red Sour Patch Kids. For every second you keep my friends in there, you lose an SPK. What? What's an SPK? Sour Patch Kid, obviously. Observe. Bebop threw the handful of Sour Patch Kids into the pond in front of the castle. Swim, little fish, he yelled. No, they're Sour Patch Kids, not Swedish fish. Gah, 
Come on, stop! But Messingham wasn't able to get the door open. Send out my friends, yelled Bebop. Or more of these go in the drink. He tossed in another handful. Okay, 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 please, please, stop, said Messingham. Take the lock off the door, and I'll send them out, I promise. I want to hear them there, at the door, before it's unlocked. Bebop heard Messingham muttering to himself as he left to go retrieve the robots. Ugh. All I wanted was some red Sour Patch Kids, and then this guy comes along and intercepts my mail, which is definitely illegal, by the way. And he's supposed to be the good guy. And now I have... It took the warlock a few minutes, and in the meantime, Bebop sang to himself... Tiny tails, tiny tails, intercepted packages in the mails. Tiny tails, tiny tails, tiny. Okay, stop singing. Here's one of your friends. Tiny, it's Whip. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm more than okay. I'm about to take down Messingham once and for all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take the lock off the door so I can send out your friend. That's the deal. Thing, you heard the man. The thing turned back into a ball and flew to hover at Bebop's shoulder. The door creaked open and a robot walked out. Only, it wasn't Whip. It, it wasn't Whip at all. It was Bebop. An exact replica. What? said Bebop. What is this? Messingham began laughing. <laughs> Did you really think you had me? Oh, I can't get out of my own home. A little lock. Okay, I guess I'll undo everything I've done for the past century and turn everything over to my arch enemy. Come on, Tiny. You know me better than that. Or maybe you don't. But in fact, I know you better than you know yourself. Another Bebop walked out of the castle, and then another, and another. They came pouring out, a sea of Bebops. They began singing. You see, I don't care about your family and friends, all of those other robots, but I do care about you, and so I downloaded every bit of information about you that I could, all of the stories you have told them, so I could learn how you defeated me the last two seasons. And I learned all of your habits, your strengths, and your weaknesses. I don't have any weaknesses. Oh, tiny robot, you have many. One of the imposters walked up to Bebop, his hands cupped. Hey, look, I caught a fish, said the imposter. Look. Bebop peered into the imposter's hands and the faker squeezed his hands tight, shooting water into Bebop's face. <laughs> gotcha. Another approached. Tiny, don't be afraid. We're all friends here. Shake on it. Bebop, relieved to have a friend, shook the other robot's hand and... <laughs> I can't believe you fell for the old hand buzzer. Bebop stepped back. Oh no, said Bebop. You have trained them in the art of the prank. No, 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 no. Not me. I haven't trained them at all. 
You have trained them. You, your memories. You are their prank sensei. Bebop looked around. One fake Bebop was singing to himself. Another was practicing his presidential address. And still another fake Bebop was munching on a box of Sour Patch Kids. Not the candy. The yellow box. Hey, that doesn't count as art. Have some standards, tinies. Web. Call Bebop. Help. Messingham stepped out of the castle. Oh, did you think that was actually your friend talking to you? <laughs> no, no. Of course I could recreate her voice. No problem. You see, Tiny, this is truly the end for you, but the beginning for so many Tinies that I control. Thing, help. The thing was flying around, unsure which Bebop was the real Bebop. There were a hundred of them now, all swarming the courtyard in front of the castle. Bebop could see that the alchemist had come out from behind the bush, and he called out to him. Alchemist, help! It was no use. No one could tell them apart anymore. You know, Tiny, I realized something. You really were one of a kind. One in a million, really. And that's why you were always able to defeat me. But now? Now you're just another tiny robot. You were just a face in the crowd. No match for me. Bebop couldn't think straight. His head was swimming. He felt himself being taken over by the crowd. Maybe Messingham was right. Maybe he was just another robot. Maybe this was the end. Bebop Tales, Bebop's in danger. This season's ending on a cliffhanger. Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales, to be continued. Alright, now you know I usually like to wrap seasons of Bebop Tales up in a little perfect bow. But this story was way too big for one season, so I'm sorry to leave you on a cliffhanger like that, but also, I'm sorry, not sorry. You're going to have to keep tuning in to find out how I got out of that predicament. Now, I didn't want to say this at the beginning of the episode because I didn't want any spoilers. But listener Donovan from Toronto had a very good question that tied into this week's episode. So let's hear that question now. Has Bebop ever fought 100 evil duplicates of himself? All right. Thank you very much, Donovan from Toronto. And now I need to thank all of our artists, like Isaac, who's five, from Austin, Texas, Jacob, who's almost five, from Portland, Oregon, our pal Kelsey, who is four, Holden, who is eight, Abby, who is 11, from Cheyenne, Wyoming, Jacob, from the UK, Luca, from Geneva, Switzerland, Felix, who is six, from Red Deer, Alberta, Canada, Fiona, who's seven, from Philadelphia, Grady, who's six, from Black Mountain, North Carolina, Nellie and Dimitri, Jack from Australia, Esther and Evie from Tulsa, Oklahoma, Bex, who's four, from Los Angeles, California, Lorelai, who's eight, from Winthrop, Mass, and Jamie Macbeth, who is ten years old. Now, I just want to say thank you all so much for listening to this season of Bebop Tales. The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian is going to be back on March 28th. That's a Wednesday, so you can listen for that. 
I'm sorry that I chopped up Jonathan's preview, but I think he'll probably put something out before that date so you can listen for that. And one last joke for this Bebop Tale season from Rostam from Boston, Massachusetts. What do you call a spaceship crashing the Earth? A UFO. <laughs> That's awesome, Rostam. Thank you. All right, thank you all so much again for all of the food you have sent me, all of the questions you've asked me, all of the ideas you have given me, and I will see you with old Hammy over there in a couple of weeks. Thanks. Hey, parents and teachers. Have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.